0: Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Heart Square podcast. We have a slightly different episode for you today, as we are rewinding back to one of our webinars from earlier this year, which was all about IT strategy. So a few months ago, two members of the Heart Square team, Joyce Harmon, who is our Senior Client Relationships Manager, and Rhys Evans, who is Head of Technology and Services here at Heart Square, shared loads of insight on what exactly is an IT strategy, what's involved in putting one together, as well as how to get started. It was such a great webinar that we have decided to put together some of the highlights for you in a podcast episode today. So without further ado, we'll just get straight into the episode. We hope you enjoy.
1: I'm Joyce Harmon. I'm Senior Client Relationship Manager at HeartSquare, and I'm absolutely delighted to be joined this morning by my colleague, um, Rhys Evans. Rhys, if you'd like to introduce yourself.
2: Morning, Joyce. Uh, Hi, I'm Rhys Evans, so yeah, I'm I'm the Head of Technology Services at HeartSquare. Just a a little bit of of background on me, I'm one of the more technical people uh, at HeartSquare. We're kind of drawn from quite a few different backgrounds from across the NFP sector. So some people have marketing backgrounds, some people have um, I'm more experienced in, in kind of running, running support services, but um I'm originally a, a start a computer science graduate, started as a developer, um and then moved into working as a as an analyst and then uh, head of technology at, uh, at the Football Foundation, which is um, a sports charity that that gives out funding to the to grassroots football. Um, that's where I started doing quite a few kind of systems implementations and digital change projects. Uh, and then went on to have kind of PM roles at um, Brit- at the British Museum and Christian Aid, and then since 2014 I've been with with Heart Square. So I've done various different projects with organisations such as Mind, Royal Society of Medicine, uh, Cycling UK, the Bar Council. So uh, so yeah, no, I'm uh, I've, it's been a it's been an interesting period of time working for Heart Square.
1: Perfect. Thanks, Reese. And as you can see, you can tell why we've asked him to join us today. It was about a fantastic experience. So looking forward to getting to the interview to pick his brains. So before we, we move over to sort of getting into a bit more interview with Reece, um, I just wanted to talk through sort of some of the key questions and the key things that come up a lot when we're talking to clients. And the biggest one is always, you know, where do I start? Um, Which can be across the board, not just for IT strategies, but just generally anything to do with sort of review projects. And the, it, for different organizations have different priorities, have different challenges. It might be that actually you're looking at a data review um, because your data is siloed, it's across a number of different systems, nothing is, is connected. Um, it's very difficult to do reports and analysis, or even it might be that you know you can do the reports and analysis but people don't trust the data. So this is really driving part of this review is kind of looking at the systems that you have in place, where the data is held and how you're managing that. But it also might be that then as a kind of uncovering a part of that data reviewer, you're actually saying, okay, let's looking at what all the systems that we have in place. And then you're identifying things like, well, actually we've got a number of different technologies. Some of them are duplicate. You, you might have, um, you know, two different payment, payment gateways. You might have three different collaboration tools. Um, you know, th- this very often what happens is when you look at the different tech that you're using, the different tech and tools that you're using, that actually there's duplicate, and then that has a real impact on your budget, on your IT spend, but also your IT technical debt. And for some organizations and a client I was um, speaking with yesterday, when we did a review of looking at all of the different tools that they had in place, it was really quite frightening the number of shall we say pieces of kit that they had with an awful lot of duplicates and they really couldn't get a true understanding of what their IT spend was. So that, you know, can can be um, a big driver or it might be that you're having issues around, you know, collaboration and communication that, you know, you're struggling with, with sharing files. Um, it might be that, you know, there's no central repository for this, there's access issues. Um, dare I say my MD would, you know, fail in horror if I said, sharing things as attachments on emails, you know, what is it that you're trying to do around collaboration and communication? Do you have the tools? What is it that you're trying to achieve? So the the main point on this really is, it's, you know, there's lots of different things and areas that you you could look at, but it's very rare that there will be one issue that's going to be held in isolation because very often they're all going to be interlinked. And it's very much about taking that approach when you're thinking about um, an IT strategy. So as a sort of a, a, you know, a starting point, and Andreese is going to go into this in a bit more detail later, but we kind of think if you break this into three um, different areas, and might sound very obvious, but you know, first of all, you know, the vision, you know, what is it you're trying to do as an organisation? What is it you want to be as an organisation? But thinking around the IT strategy project, um, what it, why are you doing this project? What is the ultimate goal of where you're trying to get to and what it is that you want to achieve? being very clear so everyone's on the same page of what it is that you're trying to do. The driving forces, why are you doing this? You know, what has been the, you know, what has been the thing or things that have brought this to a head now? So it might be, you know, staff saying, my laptop crashes every time I go onto Teams or Zoom, or it might be that I can't run reports, I need to, you know, I, so therefore I can't report up to senior management, it takes me hours to do anything. Um, it might be that um, I'm getting no support from the from the help desk but any of my challenges. There might be many, many different things, but understanding of what is it that's driving you to do this review project now. And then the resisting forces. What is stopping, you know, change happening? What is stopping things working the way they should? You know, sort of what are the barriers really um around this? So. When you're thinking about your project if you sort of think of it into those three areas it can help you sort of construct you know a a good starting point really for um for doing the project so reese i was going to bring you in a few to talk a bit more about sort of the um, the driving forces and the resisting forces
2: Sure, no problem. So, um, I mean, this is a, this is an example that, that's anonymized from a, a real world example. And um, I mean, the reason we use this tool, it's a, it's a kind of a change management tool. And, and that's probably where it's had its, um, where it's, it's most often reference. But quite often the, the trigger for um, IT strategies are, can be, that, you know, we see the bad ones, which are just a lumping together of various different projects that have come up from different parties and then they're kind of effectively put together and said, well, you know, this is an IT strategy. Um, and it's, I think if you do, if that happens, you're not necessarily kind of taking a, a broader view. You know, it's not it's not a holistic view of, uh, of what the organisation needs. So we use this as a tool to sit down with the, the kind of senior leadership team who were non-technical they had very little um it in-house knowledge they had some uh, the trigger points were, were really there was a it, there's a bit of change in, in some of the leadership a recognition that there were one or two things that had gone on that meant that, that that kind of tech their current it provider probably wasn't right for them but rather than kind of dive into those issues we said we'll take a step back and let's talk about overall what's the future of, of your organization and how it and how it brings technology into the conversations it has on, on a day-to-day basis so first thing we did was uh, you know as, as Joyce has talked to we, we we started to talk about well what's your vision you know looking forward at the organization that you want to be in five years what a uh, what's the uh, the kind of signature of of technology in there how do you want it to be used and and this is you know the middle one were were things that, that we we kind of came to as a as a group or you know we as with HeartScare kind of facilitated as a discussion which is you know projects being properly commissioned well run you know very kind of well aligned to benefits a general culture of being more open-minded. I think they were kind of trying to move out of a, a phase of, uh, of people being a little bit scared of technology, which is a really common situation. Um, using data better, making the best of digital tools. And, and really, a lot of that was trying to um, bring people into a situation where they felt comfortable about saying, I'm doing something new. I would think there is a possibility of doing it better by applying a tool, uh, you know, some work with a partner, you know, that, that we, there's a digital potential in here that we want to talk about, but we don't know about it. How we are we going to actually kind of turn that into a project and move it forward? And the driving forces were the things that were really, you know, sending them towards that goal that they knew of. And... The way that we actually facilitated it is that people kind of threw it out in the, in the chat in a, in a team session and then we started grouping them together. So it was very much people off the top of their heads and then we actually started to kind of form a picture from that. And for this one, you can see that there's a recognition, you know, there's quite a lot of external forces saying, we're looking at you and think we think your digital um, presence and your, your kind of IT isn't good enough. Uh, we, your peers are doing better. And that obviously is a driver. Um, there, was a, there was a driver to, that they knew that there, there were better ways of working and, and their staff, particularly you know, staff who have come in from other organizations were aware that they'd seen other environments where they were doing the same things, but they were using, you know, using better approaches, techniques, processes, um, better access to skills. And they also recognised that they already started doing some things that they, if they leveraged them well, they would help push them forward. Uh, and on the right-hand side, it was the things where, being you know, just trying to boost their level of, of self-awareness, the things that they knew were were things traps that they could fall into or things that were going to hold them back. They had kind of, effectively, uh, kind of an IT training debt in the organisation. You know, there are a lot of people who who weren't comfortable, weren't familiar on on some of the basic skills, and to to get them involved with some of these more advanced digital conversations, they'd need to um, uh, they'd need to address that. They knew there were some people who weren't keen on the idea of, of technology change. They knew that there was going to be a budget implication and they're going to have to make a credible case to, to trustees. And yeah, they, 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 knew, they knew that there were things that they didn't know and they needed some input from, from third parties. So the idea is that if you bring it out as a kind of a top level, kind of holistic picture, that's not the only perspective, but it gives you a starting point as to where you can actually um, start to um, understand uh, what things you might need to, to kind of work on and tweak as you go along.
1: Perfect, thank you. I think you've had a little visitor to come in to say hi. I think they'd come and join she, she
2: has strong opinions on it, strategy, <laughs> so she drops <laughs> in like that.
1: Starting her early, absolutely. Um, thanks for that Rhys. So just really wanted to talk then around um, sort of gap analysis. Um, you know, an action that you can carry out fairly early on. And really the purpose of this is understanding, you know, what is the desired state that you want to get to versus that your, you know, your current current state. So what you're trying to do is uncover, you know, what are the gaps in the systems that you have? Um, Is it that actually people are trying to do things, but there isn't any systems or tools in order that they can use to do it? And then therefore they're making up their own workarounds. Dare I say they're using spreadsheets and keeping them in secret places. Um, you know, is it is there, you know, what challenges, what problems that our people are having? That you know, the point is that you have to take a holistic view to this. And and absolutely to Reese's point on the previous slide, you know, you can't look at this in silos. You have to look at the wider picture. So you should look across all of these areas. It's really, really important that if you're going to have a cohesive IT strategy that you have looked at all of the different areas. Some areas you might look in less details than others, that's absolutely fine, but it's about doing that and more general review. And then finally on this is really about obtaining buy-in. So As any of you that have been on any previous webinars, you know that I will always say that it's all about the people, and it absolutely is, because, you know, you need to bring people along on the journey of, you know, why you're doing doing this, and Teresa's point around, you know, people have different opinions, people have different sort of gripes or challenges or things that are driving them crazy. If you don't go out and ask people how they're using technology, what are the problems that they're having? What are the issues that they're having? Also looking for positives as well. It's not all about the negatives, but that it's about going out, having those conversations, getting that information so that you're actually making informed decisions. And it's not just based on a little bit of hearsay. Also, it's really useful when you're putting together your, you know, the strategy and and um, and then, you know, speaking to the senior management team or boards of trustees, whatever it is. actually it's a really good idea to bring in some quotes from you know the survey from the conversations that you've had it really really reinforces the point of what the challenges are and to give that that, you know this is true and this is you know you don't you don't name the person but you name you can either say it was this department or or not or just name the people and then the really important point is done off the back of that is that you're developing your plan for action against each of the issues And that, again, you're communicating back to people that this is the plan. This is what we're going to do. Because you can spend a lot of time and money doing an IT strategy. And you can spend a lot of time and money making changes to your IT estate and your your IT in general. But if people haven't bought into it, you can end up with new shiny systems and tech that people won't use. And then you're kind of back to square one. So now I'm going to bring um, Rhys in. But first of all, I really wanted to start with... um, what for you is the biggest challenge you find clients have when they're thinking about you know embarking on an i t strategy?
2: I think the biggest challenge is really where to start. I think you know there's generally um the triggers are you know there's a feeling of of kind of discord, a feeling of under underperformance. there might be you know sometimes it's you know the relationship with a with kind of a tech partner as is, as is, um, is running to its end or there's a natural kind of decision point around things. But I think there's just so many kind of questions floating around, you know, are, are we the problem? Are the problems within the organization? You know, is it, could we go to another partner and, and the same thing will reoccur? Even if we want to do something, what will we do first? What can we afford? Can we deal with the disruption? Is there the appetite to, to actually make a change? And quite often, you know, when we talk about kind of technology, you I think that there's a lot of challenge with senior leadership not being either engaged or particularly well informed around the, the possibilities. And there are often more glamorous, more showy um, projects that are kind of competing for the same for the same budget. So I think it's about, you know, unpicking the problems method, uh, methodically and, and really understanding what the picture is and really trying to put in a, a kind of a positive case. Um, I think <laughs> the other two challenges, I think, are there's, there's not really... Um, great understanding sometimes of what good looks like you know the the problems are apparent but in terms of you know what is what is possible what would be a really good way to to kind of manage our documents and our knowledge assets and you know what would be a really good kind of desktop experience that would stop people from from having that kind of efficiency tax task of of jumping around between different environments should we you know what's it like when all your when all your uh, technology is in the cloud, you know, is, is that good or is that a fad? You know, there's that kind of, we know we're probably not getting it right, but we're not sure what right is. And I think that's probably where you need to look externally and start looking at either, you know, kind of peers and partners to get a bit of um, insight on that. And, and I think that, you know, the, the last one that, you know, that is really that things are moving at a pace. You know, I think, you know, the, the kind of the, um, the last few years have, have seen, you know, kind of adoptions and technologies at an incredible rate. You know, expectations of, of kind of audiences are getting more sophisticated. There's a lot of talk about kind of AI and, and kind of unstructured data use where some people are still grappling with, you know, getting data in a structured format and doing some basic reporting. And, um, you know, the innovations are really kind of coming through thick and fast and getting normalized. Plus, you know, particularly at the moment, um, cyber security is a big, a big factor you know I think someone someone said to me it, that there would be more cyber attacks in the first quarter of this year than there have been in the previous year which is kind of a uh, I need to check that but I think it's it's that kind of indicator of your cyber security needs to be high on the agenda so you know the the amount of change that's happening is intimidating but that shouldn't be a reason to kind of go into your shell and then kind of push it away it's actually a reason to try and get onto. The, Front foot with it but i can understand why it's it's a uh, it's an intimidating area of work to commit to um so it's, it's really about starting simple and uh, and trying to start with the, the kind of higher level picture
1: yeah absolutely i mean there's lots lots and lots of insights there and um yeah that cyber security one's really interesting um but i i also i really like your point of having an understanding of what good looks like i agree with you just loads of clients just they, they just don't and, and and that's not their fault that's just you know kind of it is a common challenge um what are the kind of key questions that you would you know you were saying that should be asked when developing an it strategy now obviously i don't expect you to list all of them but you know so some <laughs> of the key questions
2: yeah i mean there's definitely the areas that you that you want to dig into i mean it really does help um if there is an idea of where the organization's going to because that will help, you know, put you in a in the position as to and what you know what area is IT going to, to play in that. But this these are kind of the, the practical questions around how suitable is the technology you've got now? Is it is it cost effective? Is it less flexible? Is it you know, is it on-site, off-site, is that the right place for it to be? What are your, you know, organize? some organizations have constraints in a uh, in terms of um almost their, their kind of the governance and things that they need you know different kind of levels of security they need to get to how suitable is the team you've got um, in terms of skills but also in terms of positioning which i think is the one that's kind of under or not thought about is you know how how well integrated are the people who do know you know about technology into some of the thinking that happens in a kind of a team and department level you know are, are the are you getting people into the right conversations so that it's more of a kind of a collaboration element to, to developing new ideas. Um, what I think a big one is is how across the organisation, what's the kind of the training level, what's the, the kind of the organisational comfort and familiarity with with technology? You know, do, do people feel empowered by it or do they feel inhibited by it? Is it something they'll, they'll do out of necessity? Is it something where, you know, they've, they've got to a good level of proficiency and that means that they've got an idea of, of what, what they might like to do next or the next challenge um, suppliers you know have you got the right ones um, have you got have you got kind of relationships that are going to grow or are they have they stagnated and then it's it's the kind of the, the big big ones around what what can you afford what's a realistic kind of budget for you to to be looking at improving things what what are the benefits for that going to be what are the risks of not doing it so there's a full package of questions which is why you kind of need to Approach it in in a kind of a structured way so that you can you know you can see all all sides of the problem uh, and all sides of the opportunity before you actually kind of start saying with confidence what you're going to do first, what you're going to do next, what you're going to do after that.
1: Yeah, absolutely, makes perfect sense. And yeah, definitely when when people start solutionizing first, it's like don't you know do the process. It's it's definitely really worthwhile. Um, Do you think an IT strategy can be carried out? independent of any organizational
2: sort of goals or strategy uh ideally not um so i think if if the if your kind of it strategy your it approach is out of sync with where your organization is going you're going to hit problems you know i think it's too siloed then you know within this area of the organization we think that we need to you know do this particular project and we're kind of Patting away some of the ones, some of the noises that are coming from other parts of the organization. You really need to bring bring a lot more people into the conversation. Um, even if there isn't a completely documented on your website strategy, or one that might be in you know development over the next few years, I think the the most important thing to do is to get um, get technology into the conversation. You know, to to make it a, a subject to conversation that. A senior level and also at that um, and that more operational level so even if um even if you don't do anything else i think it's probably worth it's more about that kind of relationship and engagement element to, to developing it which i think is is absolutely crucial and equally i think you know there is always going to be tactical things you can do about the day-to-day i think you know there's so many organizations we see with uh kind of poor user desktops you know doc- document management bad equipment communication tools aren't quite right if you know you do you do see some situations where you bit like you can see that like every single member of staff is working less efficiently because of what they've got in front of them and then you realize that fixing some of those things will just amplify their performance they will they will be you know they will not be copying but pasting as much because all the things are in the right place um so i think it's you know i think it's taking a kind of a a benefits led view of things and trying to bring that those elements are there alongside some of the initiatives that, that happening within the organisation. Perfect
1: then staff may have you know gripes or complaints around the systems they're using so you know how important is it to bring staff into the IT strategy review? Uh,
2: fairly important I'd say um, I mean I think it's a really interesting time at the moment because the you know pandemic impact was really that there was a lot of change very quickly you know the kind of the 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 adaption level for home working meant that a lot of new services and change was was required not optional and there wasn't a lot of time to design services there wasn't a lot of time to to train there weren't you know a, a change management approach is very much about kind of nurturing people through that change and that was almost like a shock you've got these things, you know, need to kind of take them on. And I think a lot of, I think there's, there's probably not enough credit given to a lot of kind of technology departments for how well they did to to be able to react and put things in place um, and and make it work. But I think, you know, what, what we're hearing from a lot of clients is that the the kind of the user bases or organisations almost accepted the rough edges of some of those solutions for a period of time because they there was a level of recognition of, okay, there's been, you know, we've had to make a quick change. We've had to do this in a kind of rough and ready way to transition from everybody being face-to-face to people working in Teams, documents being in a certain location. There's probably a bit of a point now where people are saying, well, that was fine then, but, you know, what's the long-term plan? You know, what's, how is this actually going to come together? A lot of Teams have probably organically said, well, we use Zoom, we use Teams, we use Google Hangouts are we actually going to start to reconcile this into a policy? Are we going to start to kind of like harmonise some of those different approaches and, and, you know, start to do things in a more consistent way? So it's really, I mean, I, I've, from being in that head of tech role, uh, of IT role, I, I remember how difficult it can be because of the tone of some of the feedback is not always very constructive. It, you know sometimes it is sometimes it isn't sometimes the expectations are not always reasonable and well formed and it's hard not you know you've got to kind of be very mature to put that to one side but I think you know the value of getting alongside users and, and seeing what it's and like sometimes just kind of literally going and sitting next to people and seeing how they work or just trying to get an idea of what their day's like will give you an idea of what those that those almost very small barriers are and how they amplify up to be, you know, to, to become the system and, and service level. And really um, to kind of get an idea of all those little benefits, you know, all those things that you could unlock that could really change everybody in the organisation or what or kind of portions the organisation in a, in a really positive way.
1: Brilliant, thank you. And um, one, I could definitely get asked this all the time. Is it worth carrying out business process review, you know, alongside or part
2: of an IT strategy? I struggle to say no to doing a business re- business process review because I think they're great and I'm a very big advocate for them. Um, I tend to find that more in kind of strategic systems implementations work uh, is is more the first step or an early step, and and ultimately I think if your organisation doesn't have well documented business processes, it should you know it should be in the roadmap somewhere. If you're looking at an IT strategy, I'd probably say it's not the first place I'd start. You know, I, I think, you know, as, as I said, you know, one of the one of the first I think when we're when we're looking at an organization strategy from a from a third party in a consultancy sense, what we're trying to do first is really understand the problem domain, you know, look at look at it from multiple different aspects in terms of processes, supplier, the kind of the operational um strategic approach, the technical issues, and then look at that in the round before we decide what you need is to do this. And it might be say, actually, a business process review is is gonna be a a very sensible thing to do because you can then, you can start to pull out from business process review system issues, data issues, and some potentially kind of cultural and uh, um, kind of internal issues in terms of efficiencies. But it's one possibility I wouldn't say oh we're doing this so therefore we're doing an IT strategy therefore we'll do process review I would hold you a fire until you understand what the problems are
1: yeah absolutely Um, should your incumbent technology provider be involved in a uh, strategy review
2: it's a tricky one it's you know I think we get this asked a lot Um, and I think only if you it, it depends on the relationship it's only if you think there's a realistic Possibility that you want to work with them in the long term, and I think sometimes it's it's because you feel like there's a reason that 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 partner, particularly if it's a partner you know who who are recognised to be underperforming, you know, if you think there's a reason that they've been blocked off from being able to be the kind of the best version of themselves, um, and you kind of trust them and you think they've got more to give, then then possibly I would include them and, and have a have, have an open discussion with them. Um, and we, we've definitely seen that you know where, where partners have, have basically been um they've had a very poor contract they've had somebody giving them direction internally that's basically limited what they can do there's a lot more they can do they've just never been invited to do it and sometimes that's a level of a productivity question um but um but you know you need to have a sound reason that you think they've been competitive but flip side to that is most of the partners in, in kind of into IT managed services that we speak to are basically working with the same components. And what the variation between them is their service level, how well designed their organization is, how, how competent their staff is, um, how good they understand the sector is, is a big factor for us. Their staff retention is massive because everybody's working on the same technologies. Organisations that don't look after their staff, they go somewhere else because, you know, if they're an expert in Azure or, you know, kind of Google, um, then they'll go somewhere else because there's plenty of other places where they can apply those skills. So it's rarely unhelpful to have a look around and to evaluate some different options and, and to ask, a, you know, if, if, if you're thinking your partner's not right, include them in a process, but look elsewhere because, you know, you might see something from somebody else that really changes your perspective of what good is, you know, coming back to the what, what good can be, that you, it may be elevated by looking around. Um, and ultimately, if you, you know, if you include your partner and your existing partner, and they come back and, and kind of show you that they can do more and you can have a lot more potential and build on a relationship, um, then fine. You've only learned more by looking around and you've probably got a better price for it to be
1: that's an excellent summary of that thank you so from your experience of the sector are there any key tips that you would give to organizations thinking
2: about embarking on an IT strategy review yeah I think um uh I think get some help if you need it I think you know the you know whether it's um from you know, organisations such as uh, ourselves, you know, or or whether it's kind of working with kind of independent parties, you know, other you know, people who who do similar things. But I think it is useful to kind of get outside your bubble a little bit and get some kind of independent views and some some kind of uh, views of, of organisations that have seen more organized uh, more different situations. Um, I think to to try and make the case for uh. Any change in terms of IT, non-technical and benefits-led. I think that that is really crucial to to make sure that the uh, my my biggest frustration with um with kind of IT and technology is, is sometimes the kind of blinding people with science. And I think that you know the job of people who are is really who work in the in that space is really to demystify it and see how you know, some of the clever actually technical things translate into tangible things that impact people in a very real, very, you know, kind of understandable way. So I think it's, you know, it's the job of people to to try and um, make it uh, accessible and and see how, you know, technology can can actually have a a really positive impact. and the other things I was thinking about were I think I think if you can use peer networks to, to kind of build your idea of what other people are doing, that's really, really helpful. Um, there are more kind of conferences, both, I mean I don't think they need, just need to be nonprofit because IT is, is you know is, is occurring in, in kind of commercial spaces. So you can get it's quite nice actually to go and see how you know other organizations, other you know, kind of small, medium or, or kind of large organizations are doing things. And to bring that back and say, well, you know, can we do something like that? You know, is it particularly, you know, things like everybody has the same problems. Everybody needs to, everybody's dealing with data. Everybody's dealing with documents coming in and and, and the need to kind of put them somewhere where they don't disappear into a quagmire that they're actually kind of useful, you know, tangible assets. Everybody needs to be able to, to be flexible mobile um, to be able to, to be able to, kind of use their workforce in a in an intelligent way, whether they're based in a in an office, in a hub, in a at home, you know, the problems are quite universal. So, so kind of look around at what other people are doing and try and bring some of the best ideas back into your into your thoughts. Um, and yeah, I think you know, get start looking at what the appetite for change is within your organization, both at a kind of a, a senior, senior leadership level, your trustees if, if you know i think they're speaking to them about what their thoughts are quite often there's sometimes a kind of a technology influence trustees quite often somebody makes a part of the board get their views because the more the better aligned you can be with them um the more likely you are to have an advocate at that level uh and also at a staff level you know look who the early adopters and some of the advocates are because you know building a network of people you can use as a as a sounding board as as people who will um give you you know if you say oh well we think you're moving forward in in this direction and and this is what we think the impact would be can we just kind of just road check that idea and see how you think that might work with your team your department i mean when you start doing that you you start building a kind of a network of people that that will actually um you can rely on to actually be even-handed about things and influence the people around them so i think that's that's a really good kind of basis to start developing strategy to to make it more transparent and, and more kind of integrated to the organization
1: perfect um so um i just want to say reese thank you so much that has been brilliant so so many insights and there is a lot of challenges um but i think it's really to say you know you know sorting out from the start what is it you're trying to do I like that expression you know understanding what good looks like and do it in a, in a logical way and involve people I think they're you know of the of the many takeaways they're just sort of one or two of them and thank you again Rhys for joining us i will now let you get back to your very busy day in your diary
0: so we really hope you enjoyed this episode I'm sure you would agree it was packed full of really great tangible insights from both Joyce and Rhys throughout the whole episode. Hopefully it has given you some takeaways if you are about to embark on putting together an IT strategy for your organisation. If you did enjoy the episodes and want to find out more, the full webinar is available to watch at your leisure in our event archive on our website. On our website, you'll also find all of our upcoming webinar events, which are all free to attend. So with that, it brings us to the end of today's episode. If you are enjoying our podcast, be sure to leave us a review and even better still, subscribe so you'll get notified of the latest episodes. Don't forget as always, you can follow us on LinkedIn and Twitter by searching Heart Square, where you'll find loads more content on the themes of leadership, digital culture, and capability. We look forward to seeing you on the next episode.